0: I'd like you to ask you to turn your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5, we sang the song, Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? My friend, it's the only means by which you may be safe today is being washed in the blood of the Lamb. Because the hour is coming, and now is at hand, when very soon the Lord is going to come out on the clouds and He's going to call the redeemed home. I ask you, are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly... That the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. They shall not escape. Listen, if you hear, and you don't know the Lord is your Savior tonight, I want you to realize where you're at on God's timetable. According to the word of God, at any moment, Jesus Christ could call the redeemed home. And then, where would you be? One second past the time of that calling, what would you have to look forward to? The Bible says today's the day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow, and yesterday is gone. So, the important time for you would be right now in the quietness of your life. It's the title that I have for this sermon. In the time when you least expect it, he says, as a thief cometh, so shall I come also. Our most gracious and divine heavenly Father, as we bow before you again tonight, we do thank you for the blessed privilege of once again standing before this great congregation, and Lord, proclaiming the glorious good news, the hope of the gospel, the way of escape from the wrath of a mighty God. Lord, I pray that you will open the eyes of the blind tonight, that you would unstop the ears of the death, and Lord, that you would hinder Satan from grabbing a hold of the word and stealing it out of the air as it comes forth. Lord, I'm praying tonight that you will intervene in this in this house. The Father, you would steal the minds of the lost. You would cause a holy hush to come upon their thought process. That they may consider where they're going to spend eternity. Lord, I pray that you will bless this evening. May this be the hour of salvation. May this be the time when the redeemed can rejoice for your great and giving life. Bless our evening. Bless the prayers that have already gone forth, Lord. I pray that you will bless in a great mighty way in this house. We might see lost souls being saved by your grace. So Father, I pray, just come and be with us. May your spirit rest in this house tonight. May he move up and down the aisles and in and out of the pews. May he touch the hearts of the lost and undone. Cause them, dear God, to come to life. That they may know Jesus in the pardon and remission of sin. Lord, bless our evening. Forgive us our sin in Christ's name. And amen. Emmanuel, our scripture reading this evening is one of alarm, I do believe. It comes to us from God's own word and declares that Jesus Christ's return will come when one least expects it in the quietness of one's life. When you least expect it and when you least think about it. We are talking about a time just like right now. A time when you feel is not right for you. A time when you feel you have no time for it right now. A time when you feel that the cares of life are carefree. A time when you feel that your youth has caused a sense of freedom A time when you say to yourself, some other time down the road. But in all reality, God's word teaches us not to rest in tomorrow. For tomorrow may never come to you. All you have is today. Yesterday is gone. Today is the day of salvation. So first of all tonight, as we, as we think about this thought, in the quietness of your life, in the quietness of your life represents a time of ease, a time of no problems and no hassles, in the stillness of one's night. But that, according to God's Word, is when and how the Lord's going to come. In the stillness of night he cometh. A time when you least expect it. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 2 again, the Bible says, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Where are we today in God's timetable? Well, according to the book of Matthew in chapter 24, we're at the end of what is known as the day of grace. This dispensation of time is very rapidly coming to an end. And when this day of grace is finally over, what do you have to look forward to? According to God's word, it is going to be In the darkness of night, when all the horrors of Satan is going to be unleashed, a time when the Holy Spirit is pulled off the scene, a time when he who now restraineth, is gone and the works of darkness begin to be an overwhelming force to come into the life of an individual, it will not be a time of rest then. It will be a time of fear such as the darkness brings. Darkness is a time in one's life when, when there is much fear because the unseen world is out there. That's a reason why today's the day of salvation. The time when the Lord calls his children home is a time when it's gonna be just like it is now upon the earth. In verse 36 of Matthew 24, the Bible says, but, as, but of the day and hour knoweth no man, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. A time of earth's ease. A time of one's leisure and a time where where nobody worries about anything. Everybody's going on with life the way it is. A time to be born and a time to die. Everybody looks at these seasons as if it is as is, if it is just something that happens, but know this that God is in charge of all these things. And He's also in charge of the day of salvation which is today. Your time, your time of quietness—a time when life goes on as it is and nobody pays any mind to it. You know, I've heard people say, "Well, preacher, I've heard that all of my life. I've heard that when I was a little boy that the Lord is coming back soon, and here I am—I'm an older—I'm an older person now, and He is still not come. I—I th- I think I've got time. You know what? That's when the Lord's going to come upon this earth. It's when people think they've got time to put it off. When people think they have their, their the the time is on their hands because of their youth or because of uh, of the things that they are looking forward to in life. Well, right here in this scripture, of Matthew twenty-four and verse thirty-six so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Just like it was in the days of Noah when the preacher was giving a warning to all who would hear and nobody would hear, it seemed like. Save his only family. Seems like it's the way it is today, isn't it? Nobody wants to hear about the gospel of salvation. Salvation. Nobody wants to hear of the freedom of life and the joys of salvation. Everybody says that that's something we can hear at another time, preacher, just like Felix and, and King Agrippa. Some other time. For almost thou persuadest me. Almost thou persuadest me. You know, today as we come into this house of God, we see souls that are unsaved and we see souls that are saved. We have, a mixed, we have a mixed crowd here tonight. There are some saved sinners and there are some lost sinners. And I want you to know today that today is the day of grace. You're not promised tomorrow because tomorrow never comes, and to, and and yesterday is already gone. All you have is today. All you have is right now. In the quietness of your time, in the quietness of your life, don't put it off. Don't put it away. In Second Peter, in chapter three, I believe this may have been read even this morning. In chapter uh, uh, three of the book of Second Peter, the Bible says in verse nine and ten. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise as Some men count slackness. God hasn't forgot, my friend. God is long-suffering and He has been for over 2,000 years ever since Jesus Christ gave up the ghost at Calvary. Listen, God has been long-suffering to this generation. But how often has it been that there have been people in the generations that followed the death of Jesus Christ... That never looked unto him for salvation. Friend, today's a day of salvation. The Bible says, listen, as long as there's breath in your lungs, as long as there's a mind wherewith you can think, listen, today's the day of salvation. Today's the day of hope. The Bible says, but his long suffering to us, we're not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. We're talking about the complete end of time here. This is at least a thousand and seven years uh, uh, prior to what uh, the last call would be coming forth. Come unto me. Come unto me today. For today is your your salvation nearer than ever has been. Secondly, tonight in the quietness of your life, while the day is here, we have just read in verses 9 and 10 of Second Peter chapter 3. In verse 11 and 12, Uh, 11 down through verse 15 it says seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness looking for and hastening unto the coming of the the day of God wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved the elements shall melt with a fervent heat nevertheless we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace, without spot and blameless. How's that happen? Coming to Jesus today. Trusting Jesus today is how that happens. And I count the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. Right here. This very day is salvation sent to this house of worship. In the form of a gospel message. It's coming to you today. Praying that God will open your eyes and unstop your deaf ears. and, And cause you to realize that time is not on your hand. Regardless of your age. Time is not on your hand. Because who knows what time is going to give you in the next hour? Could it be your appointed time? You say, well, preacher, I'm young. I don't think I have to worry about that. I want to ask you something. Who do you think's in charge of the breath that you just took? God is. God's in charge of your mind. Today's the day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow. Verse 1 and 2 of 2 Corinthians chapter 6 says, We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For ye saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted. And in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Right here. This very day is salvation again sent to this house of worship. Romans in chapter 10 and verse 8 says, What? The word is nigh thee, even in thy ears and in thy mouth. That is the word of hope which we preach. You have the ability today to hear the word, the gospel, the glorious good news of how you can escape the wrath of a sin-hating God. It's on your tongue. You say, well, what do you mean? It's the Bible verses that you learn in Sunday school that you recite time and again. That's what it means. The Word is on your tongue. It's in your mouth. Right here, right now is your time. I go back to Psalm 69. And Psalm 69 has something here that I want you to listen to real quick. And I want you to think about this down through the the night and through the evening. The Bible says, But as for me, my prayer is unto thee, O Lord, in an accepted time, O God. In the multitude of thy mercy, hear me in the truth of thy salvation. Deliver me out of the mire. See, I believe that today ought to be your thought. You're in the mire, in the cesspools of sin. Let me not be delivered. Let me be delivered from them that hate me and out of the deep waters. Let not the water flood overflow me, neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. We have seen a lot of death here of late. The pit in the mouth of the grave has swallowed up many a people. Oh, I pray that you don't go to that place without the Lord on your side. Without Jesus leading you beside the still waters in the valley of the shadow of death. There the saint of God fears no evil because he is with them. His rod and his staff, he guides them and comforts them along the way. Right here, tonight is your day of salvation. Tonight is salvation come to this house. It's come to your ears. It is the hope of life. Today God speaks through his almighty gospel. He speaks in this very house of worship even now. Come unto him. He says, Now I'll give you rest. Is that not what Matthew eleven, twenty eight through thirty says? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Think about it. He's talking to the unredeemed right now, to the unsaved. And he's saying, You come to me and I'll give you rest in the in the quietness of your life. Right now when you think that there's no need. Right now when it seems like the peace of earth is surrounding you. But who knows when the waters are going to be troubled. Who knows when your waters are going to be stirred and, and you're going to find the fear of God. You all know, still think about Peter. You know everybody gives Peter a bad rap and I understand that. But let me tell you this, Peter was the only one that got out of the boat and began to walk on the water, wasn't he? He didn't fall into trouble until he took his eyes off of God. Listen, I want you to know something today. When you're walking through the troubled waters of life, you need to have your eyes upon God. And the only way to do that is to trust Him as your Savior. To rely upon Him for your great salvation. To rely upon Him for today's the day of salvation today God's almighty save, saving power comes through the gospel the apostle Paul and I use this a lot but uh, I cannot help but say you know sometimes the people look at me like why do you preach the gospel if you believe in the sovereignty of God and the, and, and the sovereign grace of God listen I preach the gospel because God says that's the way I'm going to save them through the preaching, foolishness of preaching, I believe I'm a sovereign grace preacher. I believe in the sovereign grace of a mighty God, and I believe in the and If you want to call it the five points of Calvinism, but I'll say I'll tell you this: I'm not a hyper Calvinist. I'm a Bibleist that believes every bit of the Word of God. That's what I want to tell you today about Jesus. He's the power of God unto salvation to all who believe. What is the gospel? The gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus according to the scriptures, says 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. In Romans in chapter 1 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul plainly states it For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. To those who believe. Do you believe today that Jesus Christ came to set the sinners free? To set the captive free? So in the quietness of your life, I say thirdly, you need to receive him. You need to receive him. What does John chapter 1 verse 11 and 12 say? The Bible says he came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that what? Believe on his name. Receive him in the quietness of your life today. Right now, right where you're sitting, now's the accepted time. You say, well preacher, I believe I've got some time on my hand. You don't realize none of us know when our time is going to come that we're going to meet our maker. None of us know when that time is going to be, when our appointed time is going to come and God says it's time for you to come home. It's time for you to go to your long home. God's word directs the repentant sinner to come unto him and he will never cast you out. John 6, 37, the latter part of it says, And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. So today, you could become this child of God. The child of God that Romans 8, 13 through 17 speaks of. The child of God that has the hope of eternal life in their bosom in the quietness of your life. You know what I'm hoping tonight? I'm hoping tonight that there's a storm comes in your life and wakes you up. You know, in the quietness and the stillness of night, when that thunderstorm comes through, you've been a sound asleep, you've been at your ease, but the first clap of that thunder brings you to your feet. Why? Because you've been alarmed. There's a storm coming. Friend, I want you to know something tonight. There's a storm coming. There's a storm coming to your life and and it's going to catch you unawares if you're not careful. It's going to catch you without any warning except the warning that you're given in the Word of God that so many today put off just like the storms of our life that pass through. Every now and then you hear those phones go off, those alerts begin to blurp and, and they begin to, to, to let everybody know, hey, there's a storm coming. God's Word here is giving you that very same thing tonight. There's a chirp coming forth. I go back and I think about this piece of paper I put on here almost 20 years ago and it says somewhere there's a house cricket chirping and while the trump of the archangel is sounding. Who blames it for doing so? If God had made you a house cricket and bidden you to chirp, you could not do better than to fulfill his will. As he has made you a preacher, you must abide in your vocation. Even, even if the earth shall be removed and the mountains shall be cast in the midst of the sea, would that alter our duty? He says, I trow not. Charles Spurgeon had a way of putting things, didn't he? Christ has sent us to preach the gospel. And if our life work is not yet finished, and it is not, let us continue delivering our message under all circumstances till death shall silence us. Come fair or come foul, my comrades, hold ye the fort. Some men attempt to excuse their negligence by blaming the times. What have I and you to do with the times except to serve our God in them? The times are always evil to those of a morbid temperament. You know, when I became the pastor of this church, it's been over 18 and a half years ago. I put that down there to remind me of my duty to preach to you the gospel to let our children realize, listen, today's a day of salvation. Childhood is a time of quietness in our souls. But it can also be a time of receiving the Master. Amen? A time of salvation. Today, you could become a child of God. Today, you could find rest for your soul. Today you could find a place where there's no condemnation. Today you could find a place where there's justification. Today is a day of salvation. Receive him this very moment and you will find rest for your soul in the quietness of your life. You may be sitting here tonight and saying, again, I've got all kinds of time it's in the quietness of our life that the storms come it's in the quietness of our life that our storms bring about great destruction think about that before you go to bed tonight think about where you're at right now what if God should come and call his bride home what if it should be the time that God sends His Son and says, Call your children home. Will you be left behind? Will you be left to be by yourself all alone in this old dark world? When the Holy Spirit is gone and He who now restraineth is allowed to be taken off this place, it's going to be time. You think today is bad? You think this life, I mean the things that goes on in life today, you think it's bad? You wait till he who restrains is gone. You'll see how black and dark this world will become. I say trust him today. In the quietness of your time, in the quietness of your life, put your trust in Jesus and he'll save you. That's all, Stan.